Hello and welcome to What the Health, a podcast exploring compassion and self-care in healthcare. I'm Dr. Funke Akiboya, a consultant physician interested in health and well-being. I feel that many of us in healthcare have lost the way to being well ourselves. Through sharing my observations and experiences, I hope to provide food for thought and create a conversation around this topic. In this episode, I share my personal perspective of being a black healthcare professional. This has been the most difficult episode for me so far, for personal health reasons, in addition to high racial tensions both nationally and internationally. If you feel uncomfortable or uncertain talking about race, racial discrimination, or don't know what microaggressions are, this episode is a start. I would also welcome you to join our new online community. So listen on to the end for further details. I hope you enjoy. Race for life. So we were all ready to write off 2020 after COVID cancelled our holidays, conferences, birthday plans and festivals. But in recent weeks, the conversation has changed to one of racial inequality or not for some. With the catalyst for recent protests being the filmed murder of George Floyd in the States, it is easy for many in the UK to think that the issue is of US police brutality. However, here in the UK, daily racial inequalities are seen, with a huge impact on health and well-being. As a black Londonese doctor, I've spent half the week in tears, consuming my body weight in chocolate, as wounds from microaggressions over my life were opened up. A microaggression is a term used for a brief, commonplace, daily, verbal, behavioural or environmental indignity that communicates hostile, derogatory or negative prejudicial slights and insults towards any minority group. They are those comments or actions which can be intentional, but also unintentional, relating to someone's identity or typically racial group. They come in three flavours. One, the micro-assault, usually an explicit, deliberate racial put-down, most like old-fashioned racism, like making a racist comment and laughing it off as a joke. Basically, anything you may imagine Boris saying. Two, the micro-insult, which are more subtle snubs, usually unconscious to the perpetrator and are often context and situation dependent, such as failing to acknowledge a person in the room or group. Third is the micro-invalidation, which negates thoughts, feelings or experiences of the person, such as, I don't see colour, which nullifies the person of colour's racial experience. Working with the public and just people They are a daily occurrence for me. Comments like, where are you from? No, originally. You speak very well. Do you plan to go back? Oh, I didn't expect you to look like that. For any doctor who's experienced the pre-lunch decision fatigue of a long morning ward round or remembers double maths in school, these microaggressions add a similar but unrelenting burden to life. Each time I'm faced with a decision to challenge it directly, find a witty retort to put someone straight without harming the therapeutic relationship as a testicular examination may soon be needed, or let it go. 
This dilemma and burden was a topic of discussion for my family plane journey to Ghana in January. I told my mum I wasn't going to continue these battles and both she and my brother, a surgeon, argued to the other side. I stood my ground. But what is the impact of microaggressions? And what is the cost of letting them go? Microaggressions are a death by a thousand cuts. Even subtle discrimination can have negative consequences from affecting eating patterns to triggering symptoms of trauma and suicidal thoughts with post-traumatic stress disorder patterns noted on brain monitoring of those under regular exposure. Is toughening up a solution? Well, no. It seems numbing does not protect against these consequences. However, with them being so common, Professor of Psychology Kevin Nadal has developed a toolkit to help decide which microaggressions to respond to. There are five questions to consider. One, is responding safe physically? Two, is it likely to lead to an argument? Three, is it likely to affect my relationship with this person? Four, will failing to respond lead to regret? Five, will it convey that I accept this behaviour if I don't say something? So, you've decided to respond. How do we do this? Personally, having studied karate to black belt level, I've been using humour in a sort of block and counter-attack way. A typical conversation may be, You speak good English. Thanks. So do you. Sometimes they respond, But I'm from here. And I hold their gaze while their words sink in. Apparently, a micro-intervention is advised in preference to this verbal karate counter-attack. One tactic is to ask for clarification. What do you mean, where am I from? I can usually tell another North Londoner, and we may have a reminisce about shared knowledge of where we call home. More often, someone wants to tell me about a job they had in Nigeria, where my name is from, but where I've never set foot. Or worse, a random country in the continent of Africa. It is important in these situations to set boundaries and find support among allies. Sharing common experiences can be an act of self-care. It is also important to stay healthy, physically and emotionally. In a recent online discussion, a woman born in the Caribbean shared that she immersed herself in her blackness, listening to music and connecting with friends from home. Humour is important in all these processes. We are all committing crimes of microaggression. It is foolish to think that living in brown skin has made me immune to the society that I've been raised in. I was first aware of my racial bias in primary school. I must have been nine or so. We were doing Cinderella in a school play and one of the teachers was going to be Cinderella. Mr Jenner said, Miss Campbell, a black woman, should play her. I said I thought it should be Miss Wright, my current blonde teacher. I was asked why, and I'm sure I had an appearance-based response. Mr Jenner clarified that Cinderella didn't have to look like she did in the storybooks. Effectively, gently revealing to me that I was already a little racist. If we are all likely to make unintentional and harmful comments, 
in the form of microaggressions, how can we stop ourselves? The main tool for this is to pause before asking personal questions in the workplace. Pause before comparing someone to something. Pause before describing someone's personality. Pause. And during this pause, consider what could be the impact of this statement or question, regardless of intent. Is it necessary? Is it promoting a growth mindset? But more than this, if you witness a microaggression, speak up. In the last two decades, only one colleague, a consultant, has done so for me, and I recently wrote to him in thanks of this allyship. In the words of Desmond Tutu, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. If an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse and you say you are neutral, the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. Thank you for listening to What The Health. I would love to hear from you. Do you recognise some unconscious bias in yourself? Have you been unwittingly committing microaggressions or stayed silent after witnessing others doing so? How has this episode affected you or your views? We are building a What The Health podcast community on Facebook for healthcare professionals, providing a safe space to discuss wellbeing and compassion in healthcare. We are pleased to welcome Rene from Portal Coaching, who is particularly passionate about empowering people and helping them to speak up and take control in their lives. For me, she has helped in a period of change and uncertainty to identify and follow my true values with clarity. This week, Portal Coaching have an exclusive coaching offer which can be accessed in the Facebook community through the link for those considering coaching. If you liked this episode, please like it and share it with someone you think may benefit from hearing it. Subscribe for new episodes and we hope to meet you in the Facebook community. Until next time, take care of yourself.